0: Om stāpakāya ca dharmasya sarva dharma sarūpine avatālava rishtāya rāmakrṣṇāyate navah Om jananīm Shadam devīm rāmakrṣṇam jagatkurūm pāra padme tayo stritvā pranamāmi muhur muhur Om mangalam gurudevāya Devi matrikcha mangalam mangalam bhaktā brindevīo sarva alokāya mangalam So after a very long time, <laughs> continuing... Uh, a talk we started about a month ago maybe a month and a half ago or something we had a bunch of pujas and we got sick and then everybody traveled and then we had a guest speaker <laughs> so that's why we're postponed so we will pick up um we 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 uh, a month ago or so we were we read the first three verses of the Shishashtakam. the Shashtakam is the uh uh, uh ashtakam the eight verses of uh uh, uh, uh instruction, shiksha. So this w- these were composed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, and uh, we have, we mentioned, I don't want to repeat what we said much last time. Most put here, over right here. Um, that not much, we know much of what he said, is recorded by his disciples, but not much of what he wrote. We know uh, he was a great scholar, but not much of what he wrote has been, uh, is uh, kept. We have basically uh, original verses. We know these eight. Um some people hold that J- Jaganastikam is also written by him, but that's not clear. I know some chaitanya under the view that, that, that Jagannataswami Nayana a very beautiful hymn, was written by him. And that we not 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 all scholars agree with that. But the Shishashtakam, they all agree that this is important uh, verses. And it appears where it appears in the in the we find it in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. It uh, let me find it's been uh, it's been, I have to admit, a long time since I've read Chaitanya Charitamrita, but if, if I'm remembering, it's at the end of, the, maybe the last chapter of the Antalilada, maybe chapter 42, 43, something like that. And it references that Leroy Mahaprabhu composed these a long time back, but this is at the very end of his life, and he left his body, people know, that he left his body in Puri, in the jungle outside Puri, and he was staying in the Gambira, this one called the Gambhiram, where e- extremely in- extreme intense emotional bhavas were manifesting the longing for Krishna he was in the mood in his early life as a preacher he would travel and chant and, and teach people to chant and teach people philosophy go from temple to temple he traveled all through Thaos converting so many people visiting all the important temples he went to Vrindavan, told his disciples to uh, uh, renovate so much he had an, an, uh, an agenda as, uh, to start this Yuga dharma of chanting, but the last 12 years of his life were just spent pretty much locked in a room, crying, and chanting, and screaming, and rubbing his face against the ground. Such extreme uh, emotions went through him as he entered these experiences of the gopis, very much as Gopi bhava. And we understand the belief is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was an incarnation of Krishna and Radha, or Krishna as the mood of in the mood of Radha. That extreme longing. So at the end, it's recorded in this last chapter, the Chaitanya Tmrita, that he was reciting these verses that he had recited long before, but now in extreme, extreme, uh, um, uh, 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 in a very tense way, fully man, fully imbibing and understanding what what they meant. You know, before there were Shishastika's teachings for others and for the mind. Here they were extreme. Calling out to God, right? So last week, we recited we three verses. And I'm not going to go through, we gave a long talk on those verses. But the first mantra describes Sri Krishna, San, uh, let me see if I have it here. Uh, last one, Sri Krishna Sankirtanam, Vijayate Sri Krishna Sankirtanam. Vijayate, that means brings absolute, absolute victory. What is it that Kirtan, why? And then it's, we went word by word, Cheto Darpana cleans the mirror of the heart. Uh, um... Bhava uh, maha, uh, dvagni it, nivarpana. It, it puts out the fire of worldly desire. It uh, is like moonlight bringing fortune. Uh, uh, it increases the ocean of bliss. We went through these uh, step by step, right? All these, what it, what the chanting of God's name does inside the heart? What it, what what's its function? That's why it brings vijayate, supreme victory. And then the second verse. Uh, describing that, that there's unlimited names of God and each and every name He's, he's infused unlimited power right? and one thing, there's unlimited names each name has unlimited power and there's no rules and regulations right? so there, there's why not dive into it He says, yeah I'm so unfortunate, so fallen, so sinful that even then I, have, I don't chant Right, so that so he's taking that mood, and then the final verse we recited, uh, we talked about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu described as t- t- told us to wear it as a garland, put it around our neck and wear it all the time. and that is, uh, when was it? Chant, uh, chant the name of the Lord. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, what is it? Uh, be humbler. Oh, my mind, be humbler than the blade of grass. Be patient and forbearing like the tree. Take no honor to thyself, give honor to all, and chant unceasingly the name of the Lord. Right, by what's the mental attitude? Keep your always be humbler than a blade of grass, patient, give everyone respect, don't expect respect. Don't expect respect and chant. Right? We 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 spent an hour and a half on these verses, so we'll won't jump into it. But now we're gonna jump to verse four. Pick up where we left off. So he describes the benefit of, of the holy name, these beautiful benefits the first of which that it cleanses the mirror of the heart right Cheitaana right when the and the, when the mir- when the heart is clean when the mirror is clean then you see the reflection purely we talked about that but my uh, uh, my own experience is we chant even we, now we're chanting still my 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 uh, mirror seems a little bit dirty right it wasn't instantaneous right Mahaprabhu says another place that one mantra saying Krishna Destroys more sins than are possible to commit. Yet we say Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Today we chanted Krishna, 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 Om Namah Shivaya, Jai Jagat, Ram, Ram, Sitaram, All these beautiful mantras. We should be entirely pure, right? And maybe we are entirely pure, but we're not. We're not fully manif- We're not fully experiencing that benefit. So then he describes in verse four what is the mental attitude to, to uh, get the full potency, right? Because it's not just a. This is not some sort of a tantric technique where you chant a mantra and you get some result. You, be, you can control the deity with the mantra. This is devotion. It's a, he, his instructions on devotion, right? So we chant when we do. We do puja. We chant. We come to the temple. We circumambulate tulsi We pour water on Shiva, because we're praying for some benefit, right? Not only, not always just out of devotion. Of course, it's natural. We have we have needs, and who do we go to? We go to God. That's a very intelligent thing. Right, but that's not uh, selfless, right? If, while we have selfish desire, who do we go to? We go to Ma, we go to God. But until we have, while we have selfish desire, prayer devotion is not pure, right? So it starts na, dha, uh, dhanam. Na means not. Dhanam. Dhanam means money, right? So why am I doing it? I'm not chanting because I want money. Na dhanam. Na janam. Janam means followers. Right means reputation, respect, control, influence. Right. Uh, na sundarim. Sundarim means beautiful women. He's talking from his perspective. Right. Uh, so we're not chanting because usually we chant. Give me money. Give me fame, and give me a good wife. <laughs> give me a good husband. This is our prayer. This is the exact opposite of what he's saying. Na danam, Na janam. Na sundarim. Kavit uh, kavitam va. Kavita means also poet, not, and also va means also, and also not uh, uh, beautiful words and poetry and praise like this. So, the first criteria, not, we, when we chant, when we worship, we do sadhana, it's not for money, not for fame, or followers, not for uh, satisfaction of our desires. Right? Why? Jagar isha kamaye mama. Jagar Lord of the universe <laughs> kamae means my desire mama ma i actually only want god Kama Isha kamae mama ja, jamani, jamani uh, what is it jamani jamani which means jamani jamani we know that word means oh, in the in the in the uh, Annamanchalita version is there too. It means birth after birth, right? Exactly what so he's saying. In every birth, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not after uh, uh, money, fame, women, and, and 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 applause like this. I only want God. My only desire, my only real desire is I want God in every birth, birth after birth. Ishwari God. Babatat, Bhaktir Ahaik Babati, let there be. bhaktihi, devotion. Ahai, ahai tuki, means without any uh, desire, without any selfish motivation. In every birth, in, as many times as Swami uh, Prabhupada translated it, as many times as I may be reborn, grant me, O Lord, a steadfast love for you, a selfless love for you. Right, unto you. So this is, a big, this is a big thing. And I was remembering uh, last uh, Saturday when one devotee was here, Nayanananda Das, and we bo- I, we, I was quoting one, something I read in a Prabhupada book when I was 16. A book called Perfect Questions, Perfect Answers. I've quoted it many times here also. And he said, oh, I remember that same sentence. That was one of the best sentences. That changed my life. He also remembers. And in it, the conversation where the person is talking, he says, well, people pray to God for money. Right, people criticizing his religion as they're always praying for God for Krishna for money and prophets. and all it's very good right Prayer isn't it bad that people are, no no prayer is always good right He says at least they know where all money is coming from everything comes from God right so at least they know where it comes from that's a very pious thing right he says and if they pray you pray to God for money you need money you pray to God for money that praying to th- thinking of God purifies the heart. And destroys desire, and then so real, then devotion eventually. They go. Then they'll pray for for God, to Krishna, for bhakti, right? You know, so it's a, it's a good thing. It very much changed my way of thinking, because usually you think is is is. Uh, uh, anyways, uh, 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 prayer is always good, but not all, not all not all motive not. But this is the re the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is giving. In another place, he also talks about this verse that chanting God's name one time destroys all sin. Yet we say, Krishna, 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 nothing happened. So the name is perfect. And he quotes Padma Purana. It's Nitya, Shuddha. Uh, it's pure. It's free. It's perfect. It's unchanging. It's flawless. The flaw is not in the name. Is we have some, some little bit mistake that makes our chanting not 100% potent. Right? So now he's describing exactly about... So he's saying, I don't... Let me see... Uh, Translation given by Pravananda. O Lord and Soul of the Universe, mine is no prayer for wealth or retinue, the playthings of, of lust, nor the toys of fame. As many times I be reborn, grant me, O Lord, a steadfast love for Thee. This, this, As many times I be reborn is also something. Is it praying to be reborn? Right. Sometimes we think actually, like, oh no, we should, we won't, we don't want liberation. In the, in the Bhakti tradition, sometimes they they uh, they dismiss Mukti. Right? And he said, no, Mukti is a low thing. It's a very self. We want to every, uh, be born again and again. I only want to love you. Or sometimes you think, oh, I'm going to, like the Bodhisattva, I'll be born as many times as, as people are suffering. Until all suffering is removed, I should be born. I will not attain liberation until all beings are liberated. This Bodhisattva, vow, right? Or I want to be born again and again to do good to the world. Right? So it's, uh, I was reading the other day, a few weeks ago, from... One of our favorite books, the Sadhana book by Swami Shivananda, and he asks, "Is very somebody asks Swami Shivananda, should aim be to strive for self-realization and attaining Nirvana, or to take birth again to serve humanity?" So this is different. He's saying, "I want to." It was many times before. I want to love you, or to serve you. Here is to serve, to do good to the world. But the same basic question: What should be the goal? Swami Shivananda says, "One should try for self-realization and Nirvana. That's the goal." Sri Amakrasya said, "God realization is your goal." Right, he says, we should constantly strive to ensure that we are not, we do not take birth again in this samsara. But since we have taken birth, since we do, since we are in this birth again, once again, right, we should continue to do selfless service. But this does not mean that we should pray for rebirth. Self-realization should be our goal. Right, Uh, he says, it is true that some saints have said, I do not want nirvana. I want I wish to be born again and again to sing kirtan. I do not want to attain union with the self. I shall uh, I shall take birth again and again in order to serve the humanity. We should accept the utterances of the great mahatmas after examining them. There is a time-honored method called atavada, which great ones use, have resorted to in order to inspire people. They often emphasize some aspect of sadhana as superior to all else in order to draw the attention of the aspirant to its importance. Whole-soul devotion is necessary if we wish to achieve anything. Half-hearted efforts will bear no fruit. We should not desire anything other than the ideal we wish to reach. For instance, in the Prem Marga, actually, I think Swami Shivananda is talking about because he loved these verses. He told people to read in all of his books. He puts these many of his books. He puts these verses, right he says well, I simply as I want to be born again to, to chant kirtan and do good to the world so I think he's referring to this so he says for instance in the prem mark in the bhakti tradition uh, this verse best, these verses exemplify uh, uh, the distinguishing mark is love for love's sake right as a retain only love not for any reason except to love thee uh, same ring as I have <laughs> I was thinking on my how <laughs> <laughs> so I <long, laughs> don't mean to embarrass you, but I was I want to turn off my phone. So long as we feel that prem so as long as we feel that prem is a means for mukti we will not get the complete self surrender that is essential in the prem hard. If we think that this devotion is so that we can attain liberation that kills that's also selfish desire it seems to be a selfish desire. Right? So the, the saints say no no don't try it for liberation just we're not we're not loving god to get liberation because that's also trying to get something. That's, they, they, that's that's to some people that's categorized as a, as a selfish desire it's not a selfish desire he'll point out right it's actually not selfish at all it's a, the most selfless desire is to get rid of the self right <laughs> the false sense of self right uh, uh, but that mood destroys the, the, the rasa of, of bhakti right so long as we feel that the prem that that Prem is a means for mukti. We will not get the complete self-surrender. That is essential on the Prem Marg. In order to bring about this complete self-surrender, saints place before the devotees this idea and make them feel, we want only bhakti. We do not want to have anything else, even mukti. The highest of the four purusharthas is mukti. The saints say that prem is greater than even moksha in order to make the devotee realize that prem is the highest thing to be sought after. For only then will we have perfect nishtha, for cultivating the highest prem or para bhakti. Once that prem is attained, moksha also comes, is automatically attained. So by saying, by putting moksha as the highest liberation is the highest goal, that can pollute our bhakti. But if you attain bhakti, moksha is already attained. Right? At the end, maybe I, I, I was thinking of one verse at the end of the bhag- uh, at the end of the bhagavatam that illustrates that. Once you have devotion, then he actually, he used the term Parashanti. One's already attained complete satisfaction, complete liberation, complete freedom, complete peace. So let's see, where are we? <clears throat> As many times I'm being reborn, grant me, Lord, a steadfast love for thee, without any motive, without any selfish motivation. Let's see, verse five. Ai. oh, nan, oh, nan, Nanda Tanuja, O son of Nanda, this is the name for Krishna. He's calling out to Krishna. We mentioned these verses have two aspects. One is very universal, we mentioned that in the first talk. Um, that is, that we're taking them, these are, these are the best, uh, incredible compilation and description of the way mantra works and the way bhakti works. right? But it's also, and so it, it's taken it slightly out of its cult. Uh, context of just devotion to krishna and disciples of chaitanya but you can't fully do that because it was coming from his own perspective and as he's reciting him here at the, at the, in the end the indra chaitanya charitamrita he's crying in his room these oh he's he his lord is krishna right so he go oh, krishna oh oh son of nanda oh uh kinkaram uh, uh, i am your servant patitamam Bisham vishame. Bavam Buddho. Patitam means mum. I have fall, this your servant, o, o, o Krishna, O son of Nanda, your servant has fallen into this ocean. Right. Bhava a, Am Buddho, this ocean of ignorance. Right? We've we're that's our acquisition We fallen, I fallen, your servant, I'm your servant. But look, I fallen into this ocean of ignorance and, and avidya. Right? Kripaya, Kripaya Tava, you out of you give me mercy, show him mercy, show me mercy, and what do you do? Uh, Pada Pankaja, Para Pankaja, your lotus feet, Stittaha. You place me, let let me be always established at your lotus feet. Right, I fall into this ocean of ignorance. You, out of your mercy, take me, pick, save me from that ocean, and place me at your feet. Duli, uh, Akli says Duli. Sadrisham means like a like dust. I want to be the like just like a like dust of your at your feet. Either at the dust at at your feet like dust, or I want to be dust at your feet. Both meanings are there. Vichintaya means you consider me like dust beneath your feet. Sami Paramananda says a drowning man in this fearful in this world. A drowning man in this world's dark ocean is thy servant, O one. O Sweekwan means Nandam here. In thy mercy consider him as dust beneath thy feet. So then it gets, now he, as he's praying, now he's, uh, uh, I don't know if you've seen, there's a picture of Chaitanya on this back wall. right? It's the oldest known painting of him, right? surrounded by his principal disciples. It's said that it was painted during his life, and it's believed that he saw this painting. right? But he has this pose, he's in the center there, shaved head as sannyasi. He has one hand on his stomach, and one hand on his heart. right? This shows a unique thing. He, his hand on his heart is because he's full of joy from union with Krishna. And his hand on his stomach because he's in, in gunt-wrenching agony out of separation from Krishna. So both of these are simultaneous. There's a technical word for that I'm forgetting just now. But that, that pose, it's a unique pose. You'll see him both like, you know, like somebody gives you the most horrible news, like, oh, like this. But, or when you're full of devotion, you're full of union, you put your hand on your heart. So he has both of these, right, simultaneously. It's union and separation. So what is, what is another example of union and separation uh, associated with, Nandama, with the son of Nanda? This is the gopis. Right. We see in the gopi, in the stories of the Gopis, the Gopis had this, right? That Krishna would appear to them, they had union. Then he'd disappear, and they'd be crying, "Where is Krishna? Where is Krishna? Where is, where is he gone?" And they'd go to trees. Oh, you, you have seen Krishna. Where is he? You, everything reminded. So it'd be the simultane- it an extreme longing for God. The pain of separation is itself a type of union. If you're seeing, "Where is God?" Oh my, God, everything reminds me of God, but I can't find him. That itself is a, is a type of ecstasy right so that's so these verses are in that these next few verses uh, uh, amplify the bhava of of these of of, of this hymn this is when when uh, uh, when i chant your name what is it when will come the time when i when i say your name these symptoms will come these are called uh, satvika bhavas these are mentioned in the vaishnava tantras Uh, symptoms of ecstatic devotion coming let's see Um, my sanskrit is not so I haven't looked at these verses in a while nanyanam galar ashru dharaya from the eyes when will tears when I chant your name when tears will just flow from my eyes right Sri Krishna also said that when, when when should we stop our these rituals and sandhya and sadhana? When you say Ram, you say Hari once, right? Tears flow from your eyes, and hairs stand erect, right? So here the same same thing comes. Um, when I chant your name, Taba nama When I chant your name, the hair, the, the my the, yeah, I, tears flow from my eyes. gagana Gargana. Rudhaya gira, from my throat, uh, uh, falters. My words falter in my in my throat as I choke. My words as I choke and stammer. Right, you know, you you get you 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 start crying and, and your thro- uh, your throat refuses to speak. Right, you get choked choked. I guess we use this term, choked up. Uh, uh, and uh, and the hairs stand erect. All, you, your hair stands like I guess goosebumps I guess you call it, right? The uh, uh, hair, uh, hair, uh, hair on my body is all erect. When your name, when I'm singing your name, when, when will that time come? When singing your name, tears will flow from my eyes, my choke, my throat will, will be choked, my voice will be choked, and all the hair stand erect. All right, that's his prayer. Of course, you imagine, and the description in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. he's in that state he's crying, he's weeping, he's he's, he's going through very intense uh, manifestation, physical manifestations of this internal mood, right? And then, so let Swami uh, Parvananda says, Ah, I long for the day when chanting thy name, streams of tears flow down from my eyes when, and my throat will refuse to utter its prayers, choking and stammering in ecstasy and all the hairs of my body will stand erect with joy. Then the next verse, seven. Hmm. Oh, another once again. When will that day comes? When enchant? When, when when this happens? And the next symptoms. Yuga uh, ayitam nimisha. What is it? nimeshane Sorry. In, thank. What is it? Thank you. My my tongue is not matching my 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 brain today. Right. That that even a moment nimisha means moment. Right. Seems to me ayitam like a yuga, right, so that, but here's not just a moment, separation from the. we're getting to that, my feeling that, that um, uh, the last, at the end of the verse says separation, when when will come that time, then my feeling of separ- fe- separation from you, even an instant separation will seem like a yuga, right, uh, 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 um, Sami Prabhupada says like a thousand years, right, Srila Prabhupada says like 12 years or more. I'm not quite sure where the 12 years, because yuga is more than 12 years, but it translates as 12 years or more. I always, but it says yuga, like like a yuga, like an age, right? Uh, this is the, uh, when you're such intense longing, even an instant seems like an, an unbearable age of separation. I'm remembering what that, that line of... Uh, Uh, Einstein's uh, definition of relativity, he tried to give a simple, what is that, what is it like, trying to, in a simple way of describing the relativity, that is like when you, if if you're in the company of a a beautiful young girl, right, um, uh, one minute seems like, uh, an hour seems like a minute, right, and if you're sitting on top of a hot stove, a minute seems like an hour, (laughs) Like, like trying to show something like that a mundane example but it's a feeling of, 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 of separation a moment seems infinite chakshusa also and m- from my eyes once again describing tears flow like rain right uh, jagat sarvam and this whole world right sunyata sun, sunyat, um, sunyayitam seems completely empty void right Govinda virahana virahena me. That, oh Govinda, a moment, uh, separation from you makes a, a moment separation from you. Seems like an age. Tears flow from my eyes. And this whole world is empty. I like it. Not just empty, sunya. It's completely like, I guess it's a more than empty. Completely empty of empty. Boy. Sunyata. Mm-hmm. And see how Swami Parvananda describes. All I long for the day when a moment's separation from the Ogovinda will seem will be as a thousand years when my hurt when my heart burns away with its desire, and the world without thee is left a heartless void. It's also nice this poetic way. I'm reading because I'm going back to this because I first uh, got this translation when I was 16, 17 at the Ramakrishna mission here. Right, and so it goes. Now I'm a little broken in the habit. For many years, this was a recitation of mine. So I have some uh, memories from this. <laughs> trying to organize my way of thinking about the world and sadhana and mantra based on this hymn. So I've never gone. To, at that time, I just had English translation. Going to the Sanskrit actually very nice. Mm. It's very, It's very poetic, you know? No, uh, you came mm. to me and I give. uh huh. Oh, you also recite this or you think of it. Huh? Uh, it kind uh-huh. of goes from, uh, yes, yes, yes. I can relate to it. Yes, yes, yes. Very nice. So, all how I long for the day when chanting thy name streams of tears flow from my eyes when my throat refutes other its prayers choking and stammering ecstasy when all the hairs of my body will stand direct destroy. joy. All I long for that day when a moment's separation from the yoga window being like a thousand years when my heart burns away with this desire in the world without the is left a heartless void and the final verse no seven not final verse yes final verse with a quick uh, uh. Hmm. so this is uh, this la- last verse he's remember he's th- he's in the mood of the gopis He's he literally has not just the mood of the gopis. He's a he's a, he's Radha. He's an incarnation of Radha. Radha and Krishna combined. or Krishna or Krishna in the mood of Radha, or, or uh, God in the form of his devotee. There's many esoteric things about uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's birth and an identity, but his inner mood was extremely like this. Especially, this is cranked up in the Gambhir room at the end of his life, right? And so he he's. He, the actually in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, these verses are not just given as eight verses. A verse is given, many other verses are given in between. Where he's he's quoting the verses but then saying like the gopis, like Radha did this, and the gopis did this and you did this. You know, he's 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 reciting the verses from that he's written, right? But he's lost in that world of remembrance of Krishna Lila and that Bhava. Right. That section's very interesting. It's like I said, the last chapter of Chaitanya Chartam, you can look it up online maybe. It's quite in- fascinating to see. We have to understand them. He's he's completely identified. We're trying to pull from them that we can identify with, which would be our mood and understanding. But we're we're not exactly in the position, the emotional, uh, and the, the we don't have the purity and the awakened emotional consciousness to fully appreciate it, right? So he's very much in that in, in the in, in that Gopi Bhava, in the mood of the of the Gopis. So he says whether or not we, you can whether you're embracing me pleasurably, in other words, he's like, "I'll, I'll read trans- some this translation, then we'll pull it apart." Prostrate at thy feet, let me be in unwavering devotion. Neither, neither imploring the embrace of thy arms, nor bewailing the withdrawal of thy presence, though it tears my soul asunder. Doest me what thou wilt, for thou art my heart's beloved, thou and thou alone. So, prostrate at thy feet, let me be in unwavering devotion. Neither imploring the embrace of thy arms, nor bewailing the withdrawal of thy presence. Actually, it says, first it says, either you embrace me or, as his Pirastu means, or you trample me. So it's not like, so they have to think, this is not, we oh, whether God, I feel God's presence or whether I don't feel God's presence, I shall be, I shall be surrendered. That's generally the, the, how I, we understand this verse, right? But it has to be understood from the perspective of the gopis. Krishna is not a normal person. Right, we know, and and his relation with the Gopi, the, the the highest amount type of selfish devotion, is told in a, a very deep metaphor of romance, but not also normal romance. It's not the romance between husband and wife, or even between boyfriend and girlfriend. It's the romance between uh, boyfriend, uh, no, between an illegitimate, polymorph right? You know, so that's it's a very intense type of understanding, right, of of relationship, and if you read these stories krishna is not a, not the ideal husband he is when he's acting as husband but he's not the ideal boyfriend cuz he has so many girls he's interested in so many people anybody who's interested in him And we have to think with his god we're not think we're not superimposing these ideas on krishna but this is the way the story is told to understand we have to understand understand these verses so he's saying whether you, you whether you're with me or whether you, you uh, trample me. You know, we, like if you break up, you leave me for some other girl. Right, this is the mood. Actually, he's he's quoting almost something right out of the Bhagavatam, these verses, right? Whether you embrace me or whether you leave me and go to some, some other girl, breaking my heart. Right, just trample me underfoot. Still I love you. Right, this is a very extreme way of thinking of, of, of God and of bhakti and relationship. But that, that's that's we we've mentioned that that eventually we'll get to the tenth skanda of Bhagavatam, after seven eight years maybe maybe another couple of years, right? It's go to tell Krishna Lila, right? But because we have to, it's very difficult to understand these things in Krishna Lila. So much has to be so that's why we we have to careful as we as we um, enter this realm of devotion and this type of uh, relationship, not to misunderstand it. But we can't ignore it also. In the in the general translations, we kind of it's it's um, cleaned up a little bit whether you embrace me or or, or, or not be not on, whether i feel you or not feel you you're my lord no matter what unconditionally but this is a mood of, of a gopi whether you're with me or whether you throw me away and go and leave me and go to somebody else still i love you right you're you're my lord no matter what right you can do anything right uh Yata tata, yata tata. You can do anything, whatever whatever you do, anything you do. Va pidha, sorry, my eyes. Pidha dhatu. Thank you. <laughs> you can do you can do let you can do anything, right? Whatever you do, you can do it, right? right but then is the word that this pravananda didn't translate and Śrīla Prabhupada in his translation also left this word out right and this word is lampato lampato here means yeah like a debachi like a un, like a very a very um, un, immoral man right because why you can do anything you want because you're 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 because he's remember in the mood of it's the gopis talking to Krishna. We're not talking about God in general. This is the gopis talking to Krishna. Since you're that type of boy, right? <laughs> you're an immoral boy who's always going with other uh, uh, other girls, right? And but the but thing is, I love you, right? What to do? You're 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 my you're, you're my lover. I can't I can't reject you just because. You're, you're, you're that type of person, that's left out, this word but it's almost impossible without giving a full background of the mood of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the whole tradition of the of the Rasa Lila and the Lila's between the Gopas and the Gopis and all that, you can't just put it, it's almost you can't put, uh, process thy feet, let me be in order and devotion neither implore in the brace of thy arms, nor be willing to draw thy presence because you're an immoral boy, <laughs> right, that doesn't make sense in the prayer, right, you can't put that, you know, but you have to understand the mood of that it's 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 a very intense uh, uh feeling relationship you you can do anything i've i've i may have been a great mistake of my life that i fall in love with you right what to do you know we can see this is almost like a a, a codependent unhealthy relationship and in the material world this is a very bad relationship right you'd have to you'd have to an intervention your friends would talk to you and take you away and don't see that boy anymore he's not good for you <laughs> He's cheating on you. You know, we we do this episode, but this is different. This is not. This is why it's hard to understand Krishna Leela. very deep thing. We can only we're only skimming. We're not going too deep into it. There's a saying that that we should always that until we have that level of purity and selflessness, complete surrender to God, we read these things. We keep the the story of Rasa Lila and the like above us. Right, and we we serve, we, we we meditate upon it, and serve that realm, that realm of devotion. But we don't um, uh, 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 trespass into that realm. We're not there yet. When we're there, what's the thing, the, the symptoms before? When you say God's name, tears flow from your your eyes, hair stands erect, your voice chokes. Uh, uh, your your um, uh, through long protracted and japa and kirtan, the mirror of your heart has been wipe clean, the forest and material desire, the forest fire material desire has been put out, you know, the, the so all these things are the step-by-step uh, uh, come, uh, you can treat everyone as uh, your humblers, nebulator grass patient for bearing like the tree, give on to all, all these symptoms are there, these step-by-step step symptoms, before you can get to this level where it's like, whatever you do is fine, I've surrendered myself to you, even if you reject me I love you, I won't give you up, right, right you are the lord of my life why because I've given you're the you're everything in my life to that he is that lord he is the only lord of my life and no other person right you can so you can see as as a, as a, as a village girl was her was Krishna it's like they only love Krishna but Krishna loves so many people that's the problem, right? So we can also think we only love God. God has so many relationships really with other people, so and so it's you know it's not it's not exclusive. Our love is exclusive. His love is not exclusive. We can take it in a general way like this, with can uh, uh, still get some juice from this uh, from our own understanding. Prostrate at thy feet, let me be in unwavering devotion, neither imploring the embrace of thy arms, nor bewailing to withdraw thy presence, though it tears my soul asunder. Doest me what thou wilt, for thou art my heart's beloved, thou and thou alone. Right. Then he, then that's where the final verse comes. And then there's a um, because it's original Chaitanya Charitamrita is in Bengali, right? These verses are in Sanskrit, right? And uh, so. The final there's like a pulse right? But it's not part of the original Chaitanya did The author of the Chaitanya Charitamrita, he, he, uh, uh, he he's telling us the benefits of meditating on this verse in Bengali. So my Bengali is not hey, your Bengali is better. You can you pull off this last thing and Prabhu Prabhu. The final. Here. He can pronounce a little better than. Shloka Jepode Shune Krishna Prem Bhakti Tar Badi Dine 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 Okay Prabure Prabhura Prabhura That Prabhu That Lord Chaitanya Shishashtakam Sloka These eight These verses These eight verses Right One who je pade Meaning one who Chants it What is it? Yeah an or Shune who listens to it. One who says these verses, these eight verses by Prabhu by the Lord. He was in Charitamrita. usually is simply called Prabhu. Sometime Ma Prabhu or usually you see usually doesn't say Chaitanya said or see Krishna Chaitanya. You say, Prabhu said this, Prabhu said that, the Lord said. Right? Prabhu Prabhure. One who hears, one who says, recites or speaks these verses, or one who hears these verses. So you've all heard these verses, I've spoken these verses. Regularly, right? Krishna prema, right? That devotion for God, devotion for Krishna. Krishna prema actually he doesn't say prema. Krishna prema bhakti, right? Prema bhakti. Bhakti means devotion. Prema is love. Prema bhakti is a very specific category in the Vaishnava uh, ontology of devotion. It's uh, uh, it's not just devotion. It's not just. It's nothing. And when we when we when we we uh, studied the Narada Bhakti Sutra. We went into what is pram, what is devotion like this, but extreme selfless uh, love, Krishna Prema Bhakti, uh, uh, Tara Bari. here means increases, Dine Dine, day by day, right? So by doing daily, by reciting this daily, but not just reciting, we also have to. It's not, we shouldn't just say, we shouldn't say, chant the name of the Lord and the glories unceasingly at the mirror of the heart may be wiped clean. We should chant the name of the glories and the Lord unceasingly at the mirror of the heart may be wiped clean. Right? <laughs> right we, can, we can recite this and not do it. This is a problem. Right? We can sing songs let us sing thy name and chant thy name but we should also then sing the name and <laughs> chant the name like this. So its instruction is there. There's a... a, a, a uh, like in that opening, one of the first mantras we do every day in puja. Omaapavitra right, pavitrova sarvavastam um Apavitra pavitrova, clean or unclean. Apavitra pavitrova Or in any other condition, if one simply pundirigakshyam, one remembers that lotus-eyed that lord, sabhayabhendra suchi. One becomes clean inside and out. right? It doesn't say one who chants this mantra becomes clean inside and out. The mantra says, "Remembering that Lord becomes clean and setting out." So the fact that we chant this mantra, thinking it purifies us, we go you know, Om Tat Vishnu Param. But we do the mantra thinking that's going to purify us. Thinking of Vishnu purifies us, right? So similar like this, reciting this hymn or hearing this hymn is good. It 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 it's, it purifies us, right? But it's doing what to to talk to recite a hymn about japa, is good, but the point of the hymn is to do japa. Sri Ramakrishna described is like a, um, like a, what is a A check. Uh, when you're going shopping, you have a shopping list, right? Shopping list is good. It's very helpful. You forget. If, shopping list is great. Without a shopping list, I'll go and come back and get the wrong things, right? So it's good. You check, right? But once you've checked everything, then the purpose of the shopping list is is to do what the shopping list says. The purpose of the scripture is to do what the scriptures say. Once you've done it, then the scriptures—they have value. It can be useful for somebody else, and you can make sure when you came home that I, I get everything. I mean, it's, it's not that we go beyond the scriptures, but actually, we do go. There's a mantra in the in the in the, in the Upanishads, uh, Veda, Veda, Bhava. Eventually, uh, uh, Veda becomes Aveda. becomes you go beyond the scriptures, right? Once, this, so like like this. Even these—the purpose of it is to get, is to do what they say. Once you do what they say you, once you get the benefits, then it's it's not reciting it that makes that counts. It's doing reciting it to train the mind to do to, to perform these things. Let me see. I wrote one I try one verse. I'm cause people know I'm very fond of the Shrimad Bhagavatam. And there's so many verses that I haven't. Who knows if (laughs) in my in my earthly life, well, like birth after birth, whether I'll ever get to the final eleventh. Then the eleventh skanda is some beautiful um, uh, instruct. So much instruction is given. All the leelas have been basically told, right? And then you get the Uddhava Gita is there. So much where where Krishna speaks about everything. And there's so many conversations between Narada and some kings and like this. And This morning, actually, this morning, yesterday, last night, uh, last night, I was remembering one verse. I was just thinking of this one verse where he's describing if we have eyes to see, everything we see is, we we should bow to everything, right? Because every God, Krishna is everywhere, God is everywhere, right? And uh, uh, this, so it's a little jumping off, but I want to finish with it because it's in my head and I don't want to lose it. It'll be, it'll be. At least a year before we get to that section, maybe more than a year. So I don't want to, I, I won't remember <laughs> why I was inspired. <laughs> yes, last night, a year. Right. But it the sky, air, fire, water, earth, the luminaries like sun, moon, and stars, living beings, the directions, trees, and plants, rivers, and oceans, feeling that everything is the embodiment of Hari, Hari Sharira, Sharidam. one should bow to all, right? He's describing the attitude, right? And then he says, the result of this, this is a type of, uh, and like the previous verse talks about sadhana, about japa, kirtan, kirtan, puja, like this, but not just in temples, doing japa, and worshipping in a temple. He says, you worship everything. God is everywhere. It's a very universal view. Everything is his form. It's his body, sharira, his, his, his rupa. Right? Therefore, seeing everything is not different from him. Then we bow, we can bow to everything. Yeah. Uh, and then, but then he tend, these three things happened. This is the verse that jumped in my head. That's the verse that got me to look it up again. But the next verse is what what's, uh, struck me. Bhaktihi, paramisha, Anubhava, Virakta. These three. Bhakti, devotion. Paraisha means who that Supreme Lord. right? Anubhava. Anubhava is direct... Actually Swami uh, uh, Paramananda last week talked about... The different uh, ways of proof. One is Anubhava. direct perception, right? So b- devotion, direct perception, and virakti, anyat yatra. And 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 virakt uh, means um, uh, like dispassion, dispassion maybe, huh? or renunciation. renunciation yeah, renunciation. and or not disinterest in everything else, right? He says, what is it? Yatra. Uh, uh, these 3 happen at, at the ekakala at the exact same time right this is a secret actually so devotion to god as and direct experience of god right and renunciation or disinterest in everything besides these happen at the exact same time yeah he qu- he uses it from, not from this he comes actually maybe he uses it from the vedantic perspective this is a, a devotion perspective and he says just just like in the same way uh, as uh, eating, when you eat, causes uh, 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 tushṭihi satisfaction, pushṭihi nourishment, and kshut apāya, and and your hunger goes away with every morsel. Every, when you eat, every time you put rice, what happens simultaneously? You be, you become satisfied, you become uh, nourished, and your hunger disappears. These three happen simultaneously. So, uh, I think Narada is speaking here, or Narada is telling... I forget if Narada is... These are Narada's words, or Narada is quoting another sage, I think. What but it say? Devotion? Devo- Devotion? And direct perception. What is direct perception? Anubhava. Direct perception of God. This is a big thing, of course. You know, <laughs> But this is actually... So, this is... Uh, as samaji last week, Samaji Paramananda talked that, that direct perception what is how to get direct perception of God right it's not an easy thing to the self right but here in the devotional traditions direct perception is possible by devotion right the more you love the more if I want to know so you can think of it very personally if I want to know you right I can study about you I can look you I can google you even <laughs> I'm googleable <laughs> this is how how, how, how how bad this age has become you can google my name right uh 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 and you can figure something out, but how much do people think? And if you're a little famous, people think they know you because of what they researched you, right? But they don't actually know you. If but if I if I love you, and I have relationship, the more my love for you, the more my direct knowledge of you comes, right? I exp- I more out of our loving relationship. Then I get to know you. That's when I really so devotion was God, and the devotional traditions love of God is knowledge of God. The simultaneous, he said, it happens same time. Right. And then he th- he adds one more, and the interest in, and, re- and 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 renunciation of everything else happens simultaneously, and that uh, my guruji gave the example. Uh, very, we quote this many times here, but it's it's good to remember. It, uh, in, imagine that there's only two places: there's Allahabad and Banaras. and I always quote that in our ashram. There's actually only two places. Our world is between Allahabad and Banaras. and and Allah, you know and so if you're going towards Allahabad you're going away from Banaras and if you're going towards ban and if you're going away from Banaras you're going towards Allahabad they're the same action to go away from one is to go towards the other right so go towards God is to give up the world we don't so we can we can I mean in some we say oh what's causing my, my bondage ignorance and my attachment my attachment to the world that's causing my bondage to so give it up right very hard to give something how do you don't want what you want give up your desires Right, that's what the yogis say. Vedanta says it's desire. Without, long you have desire, there'll be rebirth. Desire caused by ignorance causes desire. Desire causes action. Action causes rebirth. Right, this is a classic example. Of like, so how to get out of it? Well, get out of desire. Stop desiring. Right, many I've heard many yogis tell me, stop desire. Give up your desire. How do you give up? Like, if you want a soda, don't want a soda. How do you knock? You know, how do you how do you knock one what you want? Don't focus on so much. You can see so that's one thing by changing your attention, the, the desire the agitation of desire goes away. That's one thing Krishna says in Gita that uh, that at, at, uh, uh, if you have some desire, just wait a few minutes. Actually this is a very big instruction mm-hmm. for everybody for sannyasi especially. If you have some agitated desire, wait five minutes because chances are it's going to go away. That's the nature desires coming and agitate in the agitated state it comes and goes right probably we don't want it to go. We keep it picking at it to keep it going, so we don't <laughs> have to lose whatever agitation you have in the mind. But these are talking about big these little things that that's just an agitated desire. If you don't act in it it'll just subside. But the print but the real hunger, that doesn't go away. Even Krishna says we give up we can give up all our we can give up control the senses from objects of desire, still the taste for them remains. Right, but he says, I forget the verse. It's called the higher taste verse. Right, one, 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 one has experience of God. One gets a higher taste. The lower desires fall away. Right. So, uh, so how to get rid of desires? It's hard just to get rid of desires. But we have a positive way, and the same, simultaneously by developing devotion. Right, by loving, by focusing on God. Slowly, naturally, as we our attention goes to God desire for the, the things, the agitated things of the world, the selfish, our selfish motive, our selfish um, uh, objects, our thirst for, our selfish thirst for objects and experiences goes away. Right. Uh, uh, you have to uh, keep in mind yes. when you want to sacrifice for small, small desires, always there is a trap of maya. Yes. She makes you more intense towards that desire and you have to control more. So yes, yes. for small, small things, small then you small. No, so, so that's so yeah, that's something Swami Shivananda. Since we have his book on our table, we should uh, we should not ignore. He 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 uh, he wrote books like How to Eradicate Vices. That's one of his books, and it's a book of three hundred pages of vices that you need to eradicate. <laughs> it's like, oh man, <laughs> page by page, oh, yep, back when I had to get rid of that one you know, how to eradicate vices. cultivate virtues and eradicate vices. I think is the name of the book, right He has three hundred books and are mostly along this line because he says you can't you ha- it has to be done, right that this purification has to happen, right, but there's so many methods, right? some can be some you can attack directly if you want them don't do it you know, by self-control, you can select that. But Navoshi also, in his Bhakti Yoga books, he describes that the, how to turn the mind towards the upper thing by chanting, filling the mind with God, this opening verse of the Shastakam, it cleanses the mirror of the heart and the fire of desire is extinguished. Right? You know, that, that, that's, the, that's the easiest way to overcome uh, 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 attachments and desires. Right? Because it, uh, what is it that we actually want? that's what's mistaking, what we're really looking for this is, you know uh, uh, St. Augustine writes in the Confessions our hearts are restless until they rest in thee right, so we're restless looking for something because, we're, because we want God until we have God, we're going to be restless right, my Guruji used to tell me uh, um, that the, the hearts, our nature is we want we want permanent satisfaction we want infinite pleasure our goal is infinite and permanent and, and and ending, right? But everything we look to, everything we trying to to satisfy, it is temporary and finite, right? So his words, right? Uh, if you search for permanent happiness from a impermanent object, or te- or, or, or uh, absolute infinite happiness from a finite object, you're bound to be frustrated. There's no other op. There's no other option except frustration. And so you see. Frustrated we are. <laughs> At least myself personally, you know, that's it's nature, right? We have to find. So it's not that we shouldn't want. We should know what we actually want. The the central desire between all desires is a desire for God, right? Sri Ramakrishna said again and again that's the purpose of life, the reason we're born, the very reason, not even the reason we're born, the reason God created everything, right? It's like uh, I am one, then we become many and that many is constantly trying to find that it's sort its source again that's a that not only the purpose of our life is the purpose of life right to love god to find god right and we get distracted we try to fill that infant we have a god-shaped hole in our heart <laughs> right uh, uh we're trying to find it in uh in smaller things we're not going to frustrated so while thinking of God decreases desires for other things and our attachment and, and, and other things virakt uh yeah, viraktir uh, but it happens because there's something there's a positive thing we want right uh, uh, you see this is a the thing there's uh, one sadhu I knew named Govinda Swami uh, in Navajip He now expired very great uh, Vaishnava saint I spent my first trip to India. I spent a week with him, unexpectedly, and was very uh, influential very early on in my life. Um, and he he would say exactly that. There's most of us are in the plane of exploitation. We're suffering because we're constantly trying to fulfill desires, and then we're bunting, we have we're, we have a bunch of selfish desires. We we we're exploiting each other. We see each other, and how can we satisfy our desire? You see, even even our relationship with husband and wife parents and children, employees, employer, everything is selfishly motivated. Right. This is a plane he called it the plane of exploitation. Right. And he says that's a cause of our suffering. And that's true. That's a big and the realization, oh, my exploitive nature, my selfish desires is a cause of my suffering. That's a very big realization, right? Therefore, I should not have any desires. That's called the plane of renunciation. That's the uh, basic schools of Vedanta and schools of Buddhism also are in that view. Desire leads to suffering. Don't desire, you won't suffer. Right. So that's the next. But he says, but there's a missing point, right? And he called it the plane of dedication, right? It's like uh, the plane of devotion. Is that our selfish desires leads to suffering. Not desiring may lead to cessation of suffering, but doesn't lead to pleasure. Right. You know, it's like not being hungry. If the pains of hunger is gone, that's good. Right. But that's not. The joy of eating, not the the pleasure of an actual relationship, and so what what Tripper Amiraj said, he says that from you go from you go from negative numbers. If you go from negative numbers to zero, if you have you have in debt and you go to zero, you clear debt. That's great, you've gotten somewhere, right? But you still have nothing. You have exactly zero, <laughs> right? So there's a danger, and, and there's a danger. This is, of course, this is a, a, a little tension between schools of thought. This is a devotional school, you know, a little bit tension with the Vedantic school, right? But the principle behind it can be still taken, right? We're not trying to. We live at the edge of these two schools ourselves, right? Uh, um, that the cessation of desire is not the goal, right? Sachitananda is the goal, and that is, and so. Here, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and, and, and Bhagavatam is giving the the, the 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 secret to it, right? It's not secret, what's the secret? We talked earlier today, we used that term. What's the secret of spiritual life? I'm going to give you the secret of spiritual life. Right? There's no secret. Right? It's, it's, the secret is you have to daily, one who recites this daily devotion day by day awakens. By chanting God's name, the mirror of the heart is clean, desire is, comes down, our, our devotion grows, our experience of divinity. Simultaneously happens our and our material uh, attachment goes down, right. And then that final in that the, these three verses from the Bhagavatam, the final verse repeats itself again. He says, um, uh, uh, "Where is it?" I'll end with this verse: "The devotee who constantly practices." Actually, the term here, for, uh, where is it? For constantly, uh, Anuvritya anuvritya vritya here means like repetitive like one who does again and one who constantly practices the worship of the feet of achuta achuta's feet means um, puja, worship, kirtan, bhajan like this right o king he's talking to the king Nimi param shantihi shakshat right then to that person autumn, uh, uh, no sorry uh, by constant practice bhakti, devotion virakti, detachment and here bhagavat pra, uh, prabhodaha. right and 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 knowledge of bhagavan here it is anu, uh, uh, here it's more described bhagavan prabhodaha. knowledge of 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 god right that the one who constantly daily by sadhana repeated day by day year by week by week month by month year by year this is how devotion grows right day by day right practices focusing the mind again and again on god the, the devotion comes Detachment comes and knowledge of direct knowledge of God, right? Uh, bhavata, bhavanti. They manifest indeed. God or vision of God? Here is knowledge. Here's a knowledge, an understanding, direct understand direct perception or understanding of God. Right. And then and, and then Tata, then Tata, what happens? <laughs> tata, right? Parama Shanti Upaiti Shakshat. That parama shanti, one attains that supreme peace, bliss, peace, liberation. Exactly, the commentary is described in in, in in this verse. That's a bhagavatam way of saying liberation, right? When one one has knowledge, one has devotion, one has renunciation. That's that, then then it's your that's freedom itself, right? One is freed from the cycle. One is freed from illusion, the darkness of illusion. Then, uh, shaksha he di- becomes directly. Immediately, simultaneously, free—that is the, the the path of liberation as taught in, in Bhagavad. so Actually, in one in two, three verses in the Bhagavatam also so actually we every verse describes everything. Every verse in the is complete. Every verse in the Bhagavatam Every verse in the Upanishad is complete. Right? These verses, I, I, I there's so much in them. Right? Uh, there's Vedanta, Yoga, Sadhana, Bhakti. Everything is described in these verses. Uh, uh, devotion, supreme Lord, direct perception, and detachment from all else—these three happen simultaneously for one who takes shelter of God. In the same way that eating causes satisfaction, nourishment, and removal of hunger with every mouthful, the devotee who constantly practices the worship of Chuta's feet—devotion, detachment, knowledge of Bhagavan—manifest, O King, and he attains supreme peace directly. So we'll leave it there tonight. Um, any this questions? Direct perception. Um, uh, is vision. Not well. We can say vision. That's okay. But that's a, that's a that's way. It's a way of speaking. The vision of what, but but usually what we can have. Some people have like a, like a visionary experience, like a vision like that. That's usually not what's meant by Anubhava, a direct perception. It's realization. To to uh, 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 uh because I'm seeing. Like for instance, I use the example of loving and knowing you, right? I see you i'm having your darshan right it doesn't say Bhagavad darshan right i'm seeing you and you're seeing me that's a darshan right but it doesn't mean i know you that much and then you'll go away and then what will be left i'll have some memory of seeing you right that it's not it's not permanent it's not param shanti I uh, like this, right? Something, something. At least I. It's the way I develop. I really, so every time in the in, in the scriptures, like in the, I was re, I was thinking uh, um, uh, this morning actually, in the Devi Bhagavatam, uh, uh, the devas do all this sadhana and they get the vision of Devi, right? And it's incredible. First, the giant pillar of light, and she manifests Bhuvaneshwari Devi, and, and and the first thing is, oh my God, we're thinking this. and she describes like a, like uh, uh, shining like a thousand suns, cooling like a thousand moons. And and, and, and uh, tinged with uh, light with the color of lightning, so it's a huge vision. And then she becomes this beautiful goddess, and you can see this is like a, that could be a very satisfactory result of my sadhana. If I got to see this infinite pillar of light turn into the goddess, right? And then they ask me, "What do you want?" And the first thing they ask you, we know this vision won't last, right? There's a line that happens all the time. Whenever the vision ends, then the devi disappears uh, from the sight of the devas. Right, so where the devas stands, all of a sudden they're left with nothing. With some, some experience, something, not nothing. Right, so then they ask, while we're seeing you, give us the way by which we can see you all the time. Or know you all the time. And then she describes this whole process of yoga, eightfold system of yoga, and bhakti like this. Until you identify completely with her. And you don't, and you see her everywhere, and you know you're her, and she's you. And she goes into this whole science in Devi Bhagavatam. It's called Devi Gita from Devi Bhagavatam. It's 700 verses. From the Devi Bhagavatam. It's not a hmm? No, it's different. It's different. Uh, it's Devi. who all Devi's direct words, right? To the devas. Uh, this is when um, uh, Tarakasuta Shiva had uh, Sati has died or left. And Shiva had no wife, and Tarakasuta was causing havoc, and so the devas needed to get Shiva to have to get married again, so they can kill. So they do this sadhana to ask Devi to make some arrangement, right? But even then, it shows you this is interesting. They have a the devas have a very important mission. They praying was not selflessly. They need to have a vision of Devi so that she can take birth as Parvati and marry Shiva so that they can kill Tadaka and they can get their kingdom back. They're very clear on what they want. Very so self. They want their they want their 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 their, their uh, heaven back, right? And kill Tadakasuta, but so they go and they do all this sadhana. But slowly by that time, describe that she is a uh, kalka tree, wish fulfilling tree. Anything you wish underneath her she gives you but but you have to be underneath that tree and so by that sadness slowly by the time they get under, they get close enough to, to have that experience, their the selfish desire is gone. they become purified. So what do you ask from the, from the goddess you have to be underneath the tree to get the fruits but to get there requires so much purity. So by that time they said they did a thousand years austerity, chanting mantras, nyasa, all these descriptions, ascri- pujas, nyasas and, and, and japas. And finally they see her. By that time, he said, what do you want? And they said, we only want to love you and see you all the time. He said, no, there was some reason you started the sadhana. Think about it. Oh, yeah. And if you can be born as Parvati, you can take your next birth and and have uh, Tarakasura killed. Have Shiva kill Tarakasura. I think Tarakasura. In the story, it's been a long while. But even they forgot why they did it. Because that's the nature that you're know, talking about. Prayer is not uh, back to Prabhupada's uh, Srila Prabhupada's line that praying, trained to Krishna is never bad. Isn't it wrong that people pray to, to to God for money? No, no, prayer is always good. He'll give them money, right? Because that that got them thinking of God, and slowly, slowly, that thought purified them. Still, they had no. They have some duty also. First, it was a little selfish desire to get rid of that, but also it's their duty. They're gods. They have to they have to keep the everything organized. Whatever needs to be done, needs to be done, right? But ultimately the real question is not please be born, is please teach us the, uh, how to have union with you at all times. Uh, not just vision, but not just vision, but anubhava, direct experience. And she describes, oh, it's by path of, of yoga and the path of bhakti. Then she describes different types of bhakti, and bhakti in the different uh, gunas, tamaguna bhakti, rajaguna bhakti, sattva yuga bhakti, and then he describes parabhakti, or nirguna bhakti, parabhakti. He said something very different. And the Parabhakta, he, he, that level, he says, you have to go, you cannot, sattvic sat, bhakti isn't Kriya Krishna tells the same thing, right? But it leads to Pada bhakti. So we have to develop these, by purifying the mind and heart, by chanting, by doing sadhana, by sourcing with devotees, by visiting temples, all these things are part of sattva bhakti, but when the p- heart's completely pure and real devotion comes, that's Parabhakti. And Parabhakti, you realize that there is no... You can't say you're God, that's not what's meant, but you realize there's only God, it's only her. right? She's become everything and you see no difference. He says that, that parabhakta who sees this, he says, becomes one with my essential being. The, the illusion of separation disappears. That's Anubhava, or here it's knowledge of Bhagavan different way of direct describing perception. direct per, direct perception not just vision right is important and sometimes the vision of bhagavan Dashan means oh he's a, he had Bhaga, means that something we use that language it's metaphorical language right but it's not just a vision right I can't say just a vision a vision is not a bad There's thing gods uh, uh, name throughout the life god uh, uh, Mm-hmm. I'm always available at your service. Mm. Whatever you want, whenever mm. you are in problem, I'm always there to mm. serve and protect you. Uh-huh. So and after that day, so many hurdles come in that person's life. Mm. So whenever he used to walk on ordinary, like uh, on the sand or the floor, uh-huh. he always used to see four feet. And whenever hurdles come, he used to see two feet. Mm-hmm. So one day, he was so much pissed off that he uh, <laughs> had a clash with God that whenever hurdles uh-huh. come, you always leave my company. Uh-huh. And whenever I am happy, you are always with me. But uh-huh. when God says, you have experience, but you don't have vision because both feet are my feet. <laughs> I always is. used to lift you up when you are in Whenever you had problems, I lifted you up. But you didn't realize that because you were yes, so sick. Yes. Afterwards, we both are working together. so that. Yeah. There's that a famous one. poem like that also, so, I yeah. think, right? Like footsteps so, in the sand or uh, something. Or time, some. God says, you don't have vision, yes, you yes. know you have experience. Yes, you, know, yes. you must have full
1: trust on me.
0: Just leave everything on yeah. me I'm always yeah. going to lift you yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> So that was the story with, uh, That's very nice. versus experience. <laughs> Who is you this? You experience, but we may not have vision to see. Yes, that's also true. We don't see what's actually happening. Actually this is happening all the time. We don't see it. <laughs> not just not just a boon. This is a boon. God's not only God's with us, there's only God. That's a mysterious thing. There's no second thing. There's no second person here. Right? That the Bhagavatam says the devotional the non dualism of the Bhagavatam is not is that that there's only Bhagavan's doing everything. He's the only one playing all the parts. He's become everything. He's become us. He's looking out through our eyes, hearing through our ears. He's the only one here. He's become everything, right? But we don't see this, right? So b- Bhagavad Darshan or Bhagavad, uh, what is it, Anubhava or like this? Is that when you see, not you can see because see it's not seen, but like like, you know, like oh, I see. You know, when you understand, when you uh, direct understanding, direct perception. Uh, it's experience. experience, perception, understanding, vision. All these are limited words. You know. Because as Swamiji said last week, it's that uh, that experience. The language cannot describe it or condition it. But we have, if we're going to describe, if we're going to talk about it, we we use an imperfect medium. But the problem is that an imperfect medium uh, uh, limits, uh, almost gets in the, a certain point, gets in the way. Then you need veda, veda baba. Then we then we need that. We need to go beyond that also these these hints, uh, mm. these are, these are prayers these are prayers yeah yeah these, uh, these no the are, second part, part is, is the translation is actually It is a prayers yeah this this is from yeah they can come true <laughs> yeah, yeah is. this is our prayer that like well, and and with chaitanya mahaprabhu if we read in that last chapter of the Bhagavata, of the chaitanya charitamrita it's coming he's in that full fire of this whole experience right we recite it as is a way of training and thinking and praying right but if it were, if uh, if we were in that state, it could be we wouldn't be here talking this nice conversation. We'd be crying and weeping and <laughs> different the uh, 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 satvik These are the ecstatic that, that symptoms. That one is very beautiful when it says, uh, mm. "Lord of Soul of the Universe, mind is no prayer for wealth or beautiful things, for toys yeah, yeah. of fame, yes, yes. and any time that may See, he memorized it. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> I'm kind of very happy. It? You remember, it's so good, huh? Yeah. Because it's, but it, cor- it also slowly corrects the mind and, and purifies and, and focuses what they're actually after and how we're after it. Well, so say, grant me, O Lord, steadfast love for the. Steadfast love for the yeah. yeah. So we know, actually, he's showing us what to pray for. Right? Sri Ramakrishna also had a similar... Uh, his prayer also he would pray the Divine Mother and he, he, it's kind of called like the Lord's like Jesus has his prayer, the Lord's prayer right, and he says Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name this is Chaitanya's prayer right, and Sri Ramakrishna has also uh, his, or his tak- Thakura's prayer that right? uh, you know it probably better you know it, Bengali also yeah, yeah he is don't, don't, uh, uh, he's telling mom uh, uh, don't be with me with your maya that's one of them, yeah mm-hmm. Lakatosama, China, City China, no, Mohini, Maya Tomar, Tomar Ami words in Bengali. at your feet? I do not want. Bodily comforts. I do not want, you know, name, family. Same. He's, he's a he's a version of this. occult oh. I just want pure love for thy feet. Um. Is uh. And and please don't let me be bewitched or, or or by thy world. Or do not let me be um. By your worldly mind yeah. By your worldly witching Maya. Yeah. And uh, I have no one else but you. I do not know how. I do not do any sadhana. I have no knowledge and I have no devotion. But just please give me devotion to your love. Yeah. That's that's that like also almost that's a Tokwar's version of almost point for point. You know, of the same same point. I do not want money, I do not want po here he added the, the Ashta City, I don't want the cult powers, I don't want everything. I only want you. I want lo- love for you, not just you. And do not bewitch me by my world. Delude me by thy worldly wishing my end. the thing is, uh, uh, if you repeat it, mm. you sincerely mm. do that, just that him, mm. mm. it turns out to be true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the final verse. When he does this, when he says it or hears it daily, one's devotion grows day by day, manifests day by day. Before it gets too late, Jai Sri Krishna, Jai Ma, Mahamayi ki jai, Sri Guru Maharaj ki jai, Samaja Maharaj ji ki jai. Good okay. job.